Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Monday. My name is Bree, your host of Compassionately You, and in past episodes, you have heard a lot about the group Unleash. We've had different members be interviewed, and I've talked about Aubrey before. So today we welcome Aubrey Marlette. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Bree. And she is the creator of Unleash. It's become like a home to me, and I'm really excited to have her here to share about it as well as her own personal journey. So tell us a little bit about why and how you started this. Sure. Um, You know, I think Unleash Your Heart is really what I was craving. And in that, I mean, I was really looking for authentic heart-centered connections. I've been to a lot of different groups and I found value in all of them, but I had been through a lot of transition in my life and I had been a coach and... um, had left my job and I was just seeking real, true, vulnerable, authentic friendships. And that's kind of how the group was formed and it's just evolved so much over the, over the couple of years that it's been in existence. And um, so that's where it truly came from. Um, I had been doing group coaching for a while and I was also getting feedback from a lot of my group coaching participants that the thing that they most valued in that group coaching experience was coming together and um, sharing each other's journeys and and um, yeah, just having a space to be vulnerable and having it be in person. Exactly. I yeah. think that's what we as heart centered just mm-hmm. people need. Sometimes we need that one on one connection, but also physically in person. Exactly, and we draw so many empaths and introverts and. Um, so many of them are so scared to come, but that's exactly what they're seeking. They, they're so, um, it's not necessarily that being online is bad, but I think it's kind of an energy drain sometimes. Yeah. And then once they get there and they, they're able to feel, feel other people's energy, um, they just like that aspect of it, like being able to truly connect. And you can feel the comfort in here as well. And just, um, being able to be vulnerable and open. Um, also, the aesthetic that's in the room, we're in it right now actually, is very comforting. There is just that thing that you need to do when you make and design a room to make it that space where people can feel that way. And I do think that goes a long way with environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's the tea over here, there's coffee station, um, there's succulents over there, uh, there's places to sit on the ground. There's an oil diffuser going on. I'm describing it just because you won't be able to see since it's a recording, but 
I just think it's a really fun thing to remember about whether it's Unleash or any other environment that you put yourself in to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's really important to think of all the different aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Thank you. And I like yeah. to think too that it's also just the positive energy of all of the women that come into this room and we're we meditate together and you know, we um we send light to each other and out into the world. We try to begin and end circles like that. So I like to think that it's just that collective energy when you walk in here you kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. Um definitely. Yeah, it feels good. So how has Unleashed grown? When did it first start? Mm-hmm. And then I mean, even if we want to get into numbers or things like that, just to show people how it's a need in the community. Sure. Well, it first started um, in July of 2017, and it actually was online at first. And I was really into um, holistic health and coaching and heart-centered living, and I wanted to form community around that. And I quickly realized that just my, my own heart, I needed to have that in-person connection. So I formed our first sister circle. Um, And then over time, we just grew. We had more women joining the group, and I started inviting some of the sisters to share what they were doing. We ended up drawing a lot of um, service-based entrepreneurs and people that have their own gifts to share, so now they contribute and lead sister circles as well. Um, So I really feel like there's something for everyone. We have an entrepreneur mastermind where we come together and help each other learn and grow. Um, We learn different things from different practitioners. And um, yeah, over the couple of years, we've kind of ebbed and flowed, but now we're expanding into Muskegon and Holland and membership has grown. And I'm just really fed by the other women in the group too like you know even learning from you and what you do and um yeah it's been a it's been a very organic evolutionary process I didn't set out with a business plan and be like this is what it's going to be in two years (laughs) it's just kind of grown that way and I think organic growth is the best and most authentic growth too Mm -hmm. it's just more like like you said earlier you created a community that you were craving and Mm -hmm. then when you put your own vulnerability out there, which is also the intention of this podcast, you really get those types of people that are looking for that connection. Mm -hmm. And really, I think every single person is looking for that. And it's really hard to find in the midst of all the other stuff going on in their life or just online in person things that you're not sure of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we also like to share personal vulnerability stories as well. And Aubrey was very kind enough to decide to share a little bit about her experience when her father went through cancer. So what happened then, and how did it first start? Sure. Uh, well, you I know that the work that you do is so much about self-compassion and body image, and for me, I really feel like that was a turning point in, in the way that I viewed myself. Um, I was always so hard on myself growing up, and I really struggled with anorexia and kind of flip-flopping between that and binge eating in high school and in college. And um, when he got diagnosed and watching him lose his health and struggle with that and um, not being able to put weight on and seeing how much I valued his life, it just made me realize how precious life is. And that kind of set me out on this whole holistic journey and learning to love myself. And I got really into holistic health and raw foods and 
even though that was such a painful time in my life, I have no doubt that I wouldn't be where I am right now. And you hear that all the time, right? Like it took this big crisis um, to set me on my life path. But that's really true for me. Like that whole experience, as painful as it was to watch, um, it made me realize how precious our, our health is and made me value the things like heart-centered connection and getting back to nature and how can we correct the imbalances in our body and um, through that whole thing that's why I love what you do so much too because it it's all just you know one thing leads to the next but it I finally just in the last couple of years have gotten to this point where I'm like well the whole root of this is Mm self-love like when I love myself enough then I I value myself enough to put the good things in my body and to have those authentic real real um heart-centered connections yes i and that's so hard i think the loving ourselves is the hardest Mm -hmm. journey to go through and it's up and down for Mm -hmm. myself for everybody and so but like you said once you start to love yourself and even that it turns into valuing yourself in a way Mm -hmm. that yeah, putting certain types of things in your body, um, being more in nature, really anything, everyone has their own thing that works for them and that they're wanting to use to love themselves. But I think through what you and I both are kind of mission is together, it's having those people learn what it looks like for them. Like what does loving themselves look like for them and how can we be better to our mind, body, and even spirit? Yeah. So... Yeah, it, yeah, it's totally an evolutionary process, and some of the tools that you've given us have really helped me, and just um, just in re- recently I was reading a book, and this languaging has really helped me. It's the choice to really um, be present with yourself versus abandon yourself, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always feel good. For a long time, I had this head concept of what loving myself meant and what being compassionate toward myself meant and it was you know all bubble baths and pedicures but over time it descended more into my heart and I'm like no loving myself is being there with myself even when I don't like myself Mm -hmm. and that was a huge shift for me and recognizing okay if I don't like I'm just kind of like spitballing here but if I don't like something about myself what should I do Mm-hmm. Is it something that I just need to be like, you know what, that's just an imperfection and yeah. it's okay because I'm not perfect? Or is it like a habit where, okay, I want this habit to minimize or change or anything? Because really, ultimately, we have con- we have control of what, mm-hmm. what we would like our life to be. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and what we would like to do. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> that's wonderful. So let's start with how to love yourself more. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give people? I would say, just based on my own personal journey, it goes back to what I really try to embody and model. And the whole intention behind this whole group is learning to listen to your heart. When you truly listen to that heart space and you know what your own voice sounds like, you learn to love and you you learn to honor yourself. You learn to care about what that voice says. Um, And recognizing that every part of you has positive intentions. So even the parts that we don't like, that was the biggest 
um, hardest thing for me is, you know, I didn't like the part of myself that was impatient and I didn't like the part of myself that binge ate and I didn't like the part of myself that got angry in traffic. And then I realized, you know, she's still a part of me. And when I learned to view her as almost like a little child, you know, you hear about that inner child, I started to feel love for all of myself. Yeah, because we're human and Mm -hmm. we need to love every part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, and then you feel, that's when you really start to feel that wholeness because you're not constantly at war with yourself too. Not constantly fighting on both sides. like. And I feel like it can come back to, even when we were raised, sometimes we think that when we're being told no or if our emotion is a negative emotion we kind of was like the negative emotion is bad Mm -hmm. the positive emotion is good yeah when really it's like every emotion is an emotion and if we don't experience them all exactly it's probably not healthy (laughs) exactly and i always tell my clients too um that your emotions are just like an internal guidance system. So if you have a negative emotion, ask it what it's trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just telling you maybe you're not going in the right direction or maybe you do need to set a boundary here or maybe you're not honoring your soul or living your your true path. Maybe you're not being authentic. Maybe you're not loving yourself. Definitely. I had someone, um, we were talking about boundaries the other day when you said that it just sparked something and... We talked about how boundaries can be seasonal, mm-hmm. seasonal depending on the person mm-hmm. or seasonal depending on your life. Yeah. And sometimes those boundaries are smaller and sometimes they're larger and they can like ebb and change all throughout your life depending on what season you're in, what season that person's in. Mm-hmm. And it's not a negative thing. It's just right now this is what I can do and you can do. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it too mm-hmm. I could talk about boundaries all day but <laughs> <We can laughs> that's do something that. I've had to learn but yeah that's, I like what you just said though that's a really good perspective yeah and I think it's I think it's something that we are all I don't think it's like either learned or not learned I feel like it's just a constant journey depending on mm-hmm. what stage of life we're in it's mm-hmm. just yeah it's hard because mm-hmm. <laughs> we love people and people also love us and we don't want to no one wants to disappoint anyone exactly so that goes back to that like that Mm self-love all the we'll get yeah back to the self-love part and so since we're talking about that um and boundaries maybe that's a good advice for how to not get feel like you're getting taken advantage of Mm -hmm. is setting those boundaries Mm -hmm. and knowing um that it's not wrong Mm -hmm. and then maybe communicating them in a way that is helpful but not harmful mm-hmm. and vice versa mm-hmm. um other thoughts you have about that too yeah this has been a huge shift for me because I'm a people pleaser mm, me and too. <laughs> <laughs> so you know again it's just been the last couple of years and having my own business and even creating this circle has really taught me a lot about it and because I do love other people but Um, In this whole self-compassion journey, this whole self-love journey, I've had to ask myself with every, with every situation, sometimes, um, sometimes no is the loving response. And it just took me a while. I hate seeing that disappointment on people's faces. Um, But when I felt into something, if it felt heavy for me, like if somebody asked me to schedule an appointment and I say yes, but I mean no, then I end up going into that appointment resenting them 
yeah. resenting the situation, resenting myself for not honoring the fact that I wanted to take Friday morning for myself, you know, whatever the case might have been. And so I realized that it wasn't serving either one of us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the best, I guess, feedback or advice I could give is you have to find what works for you. For me, what um, really helped was carving out time in my schedule that was for me and then making that like an appointment. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's like Friday afternoon, um, usually Monday morning. I won't schedule a whole lot because I just like to ease into my week and that feels good to me. The other thing that someone else actually gave me this, I can't take credit for it, but this helps so much if you're someone that has a hard time saying no, say, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. Then you're not re, you know, really quick to say yes and regret it because um, sometimes that fear of disappointing makes us do things that yes. we don't really want to do. It's not speaking our truth, but if we go and we sit with it and we're like, no, I really don't want to do that, then we can go back and say, you know, I thought about it and that's not going to work for me. Yes. I really, I resonate with that as well. Um, and then making, I think just like you said, making your yes mean yes and your no mean no and knowing that that's okay. Yeah. That is something I will be battling and working on too throughout my entire entire life. Right. And you can yeah. feel it in your body. You know when you're when you're saying yes and you mean no because you feel it. Like you feel that resistance. Yes, yep. And there definitely have been times and I'm sure others can relate where I've double scheduled myself and then I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do because mm-hmm. I don't want to let people down and then yeah. It's good to let them know ahead of time. I think I did that recently. I let people know a week in advance. Okay, I did double schedule here instead of it coming to the day of and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I want to be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. But I've done that too. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. And I, it's a normal thing to do. We love to see people and then yeah. we also love to please people and we just want to help. Mm-hmm. So. so if people want to um, connect with you and connect with Unleash, how can they do so? Yeah, um, you're welcome to email me anytime. We would love to even have you as a guest at our circle. Um, It's a really welcoming community. We offer them three or four times a week. Um, So we'd love to just see you in person. You can also check out our website. It's unleashyourheartcircle.com. And if you do decide to register, you get a 30-day trial. You can come to as many events and circles as you would like and just get to know us. And um, it's completely risk-free. So... I love to connect that way, um, and also Facebook is good. If people find me on Facebook, I'm open to whatever, but email is a great way to make sure I get your your message. Definitely, and I will connect everyone in the podcast notes where you can connect on Instagram, Facebook, and email and website. Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness, this has been a wonderful conversation. I feel lighter and just also just like I understand life even better than when I walked in the door so thank you so much for coming here I really enjoyed this yeah and everybody you guys have a really good Monday if you'd like to learn more about today's episode you can go to brieluganville.com slash podcast if you'd like to join our private support group you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group compassionately you if you would like to be a guest you can email brie at brieluganville at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week